listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Gordon. I'm here with Chris Amaro for what we hope is another encouraging and equipping episode of the Great Groups Podcast. And we're recording late on a Wednesday night, and Chris had his group earlier tonight. So, how was that? It was good. It was really good. Uh, I think everybody's just exhausted yeah. from school starting, kids being home half a week. Um, we're doing Sermon on the Mount, so that was a really exciting topic to cool. walk through. By the way, I've got a good commentary on that I need to share with you. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Well, my Sunday night group was the worst ever. Not, oh. not worst ever, but um, anyway, we, uh, we've been meeting outside in the driveway with, you know, in a circle, socially distanced, no mask, but we met inside this time with mask. And one of the guys had this new 10-ply mask, and here's what I heard. 10-ply? And so that's about what I understood <laughs> when he talked. So anyway, so um, it's like a droid from a Star Wars movie. Yes, or it was. Uh, it was. It was an adventure. <laughs> but Chris, we have big news. Oh, we yes, do have big news. We do have big news. You know this big news, but we're going to share it with our audience. We passed the thousand download mark on our pod- podcast. I can't say podcast, but we, we did cross the thousand <laughs> download list. I, I, I'm stunned by this. Really am. I mean, it's, I never thought we'd be here at a thousand downloads. It's actually more than that. It's like a thousand fifty now. That's cool. That's so. cool. Well, you know what did it for us last time we had Nate Farrow, our um, young singles right. minister here. That's right. Nate brought his entire fan base. You know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of, a lot of downloads and now the man wants a royalty check. Um, you you haven't gotten yours yet? I, no. <laughs> Honestly, for our for our audience, we're in the hole on this podcast, <laughs> so there are no royalty checks. But um, you know, another thing that came, um, you know, from Buzzsprout, which is our podcast cast host, sends out an email, and uh, one of the things kind of lured me in. It said, uh, "See if you're in the top fifty percent of all of our podcasts." And so I thought, "Yeah, right." So I clicked <laughs> on it, and um, sure enough, with our number of downloads per week, we're in the top. 50% of their podcast. Can you believe that? Ser- top 50%? The top 50% of all of their podcasts. And I, I would hate to see the other. Yeah, the 50%. second thought The second thought that crossed my mind is the bar is really low. So anyway, but Chris That's and really I. really exciting, though. Chris and I enjoy this. And so, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're not out to be number one. Not that we could have a million downloads a week, but. Um, we would have to <laughs> yeah. produce a little bit better content. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that talking about small groups. But um, how about we get into some of the content today? Sure. Uh, we really wanted to talk about hybrid meeting tips and how to balance live and virtual. Because what the next three to six months are going to look like in group as we come back, there are going to be so many people, um, you know, just talking with a couple tonight. Somebody in their group has some serious health concerns, and there's no way. It just wouldn't be smart for them to come back. And uh, some people just have general concerns. I have run into a much larger percentage than I would have imagined who had some kind of concern about catching the coronavirus because of some pre-existing conditions that they have. And so we're going to have to love those people and and make group great for them as uh, as some of us come back live and we have an audience there. So that's what hybrid means is having both a live meeting 
while we're also doing Zoom or some kind of virtual meeting for those people that are in our groups that, that cannot come back yet. So just on a side note, this is 15 episodes straight of saying coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. We launched at the wrong time. And we've still got – the good news is we've still got like 50 episodes planned that we uh, – You say 50. It's more like 90. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it's uh, – we've got plenty to cover. So we'll we'll be busy here a few right. years. So how do we get into this? What What, what are some pointers on setting up – virtual yeah. hybrid meetings. Yeah, just a, a few things to say before we get into some of the some of the details of, about that. Okay, in the title I use the word balance, but honestly we really don't want to balance live and virtual. What we want to do is make it better for the people that are virtual because they're feeling left out anyway. Um, the people that come live, they're going to be able to talk to one another before and after, and it's going to be a good experience. So I just encourage you to really focus on those people at home. Let's make sure we have a great group experience for them. And keep in mind, uh, coming back to live meetings is way more complicated and challenging than figuring out virtual. So we we all kind of immediately jumped into virtual meetings. We had to. Um, this process is going to be it's going to be tricky. There's going to be mistakes made. It's just going to happen, and you just got to roll with it. So true. Uh, one thing I would add, you know, a poor effort is better than no effort, and it's not normal that, you know, people encourage you to do something poorly, and we're not encouraging <laughs> you to do something poorly, but some of you guys might be limited by your tech ability or internet connection or whatever, but uh, I think for those people left at home, they will really appreciate anything you do to help include them in the group. And one of the things I would add – I believe one of the reasons we've had some Zoom fatigue is some of the problems that we have during Zoom meetings. And so um, hopefully, you know, if your first attempt is poor, think of, you know, you'll figure out what's wrong to make it better next time so that those uh, those folks at home can have a better experience. And with that being said, I think one of the strongest tips of the night is don't do this alone. Um have somebody that's going to run the tech part of your meeting so that you as a small group leader can focus on the content of the meeting. And I have to tell you, you know, years ago when I was doing my first uh, first Zoom call where I was actually leading the meeting and I tried to lead Zoom as well, it was a mission trip training event. It was really ugly, Chris. <laughs> really, <laughs> really ugly. Um, things were going wrong in the middle of it and I was trying to do that handle that and teach at the same time. And I seriously, I messed up trying to quote John 3.16 that night. Oh, wow. That's bad. (laughs) You know, that's the first we kind of know usually. So anyway, so don't try (laughs) to do all of that. Enlist somebody to do that. Could have quoted John 11.35, Jesus wept. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, and uh, one thing I would also add is pick your plan. We're going to go through some plans here in a minute. But pick your plan based on your tech ability. Don't try and shoehorn something that you're not going to be comfortable with. Just don't. Good word. Good word. So, so go ahead. Yeah, some of the um, other considerations that might take place are just the space that you have. You know, mm-hmm. uh, being able to see people on the camera. Um, maybe the size of the group. You know, it, it's harder the larger the group there is. Or the teaching style. Um, if you're already used to a discussion um, type format, um, or if you want to move to a lecture format with good Bible teaching, um, just consider consider how your teaching style naturally flows. Yes, and, it, you know, it l- is a little bit harder doing a virtual meeting uh, to do discussion, but that's one thing we really encourage here. 
at Brook Hills is getting people involved, um, asking good questions, and and just drawing out of them, hey, how are we going to apply this? And discussion is great. And you've already mentioned tech skills. You know mm-hmm. that's that's important. But um, we've we've had some groups here where the leader pretty much has no tech skills, but there's somebody sitting in their group that might be a master at that. And so you as a leader don't even have to host the meeting. Just delegate. Find, find somebody. <laughs> yeah, delegate, delegate, that. delegate. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to go through some options now, and we'll move from simple to to complex. And so number one is this, and I'll just call it this simple. But in this simple meeting, the virtual group sees the leader only. And this might be a place you want to start, but you can do that with one stationary computer. Most of you that we're talking to, you have uh, have run some virtual meetings when everybody was virtual. And so this, in essence, would be the same thing, but you're sitting in a room with people around you who are participating as well. And so that's that's the simplest, most low-tech way to pull that off. One step up from that is a meeting in which um, the virtual participants actually see some of the group. And I, I believe, Chris, you've been helping our men's meeting on uh, Friday mornings, and I've, I've seen you guys do this. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we basically have a laptop, um, and that laptop is essentially passed around when it's that person's time to talk. And so just to kind of set a picture, set a stage here. Uh, Chris, that doesn't sound sanitary. Yeah, well. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that it's my laptop. So you've got 18 guys touching my laptop, and then I get to work with it all day. So that that's – Yes. Um, I just never really thought about it that way. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, but but basically you have, you know, you have 12, 18 people showing up you know, on a good morning, sometimes regardless, you've got people there, you've got a group there, and then you've got your virtual group. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you want to make sure that whoever's speaking, because you're going to pass it around, actually the virtual group can hear and see the person that is speaking. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the first time I participated when they were doing that, I was at home and I was really pleasantly surprised what a positive experience, because when you're passing that device around and you're looking at somebody eyeball to eyeball when they're sharing their prayer requests. And so that made it, that made me feel like, Hey, I'm right there. It's it's a yeah. it's a really good experience. One other uh, step, uh, number three, is a little bit more complex. Is when the people, when the virtual group, actually sees the leader and the live group. Are you confused yet? <laughs> you know, these can get really confusing. So, so the live ahead. group doesn't see the virtual. So it's you've got. I'm going to need you to explain this one a little bit. Okay, more. it's almost like a one way. <laughs> All right, the live group doesn't see the virtual, but the virtual group sees everybody that's live in the room, and so that's another gotcha. that's okay. another step toward mm-hmm. feeling like you know everybody can see everybody. And you can't do this with one device, though. Uh oh. Yeah, you have to have two. You're that's bringing up some problems. And go ahead. What's the next obvious problem that comes with two devices in the room? You always have to mute the mic and the speakers of one of the devices. Yes. If you don't. It'll be too late by the time you realize what is going on. And it will everybody's be, going to be panicking. It will be pretty unpleasant what <laughs> right. you hear when you get that that feedback. And so one thing you might consider is just um, having, a, having a camera operator, in essence. And so as I've been trying to help our groups prepare for this, um, I brought back um, – I participate in a Sunday morning group. I lead a, co-lead a Sunday morning group, and then Liz and I lead one in our home on, on Sunday night. So um, I tried to bring my – groups back on uh, early in in this stage so I could kind of experiment with some of these things. And so um, I actually 
you know, got on Amazon and ordered some little desk stands that you can actually just mount your iPhone in. And so okay. that's uh, that's one of the ways we've done that. Um, our Sunday morning group meets, we have a tabletop there. And so I've got the little desk stand and I put my iPhone in there and I point it toward some of the people in the room and I try to position that. And um, sometimes I'll, I'll move it around by the time I'm teaching or kind of leading discussion, I just lead it stationary. I, I try to point it to the most amount of people. But mm-hmm. as we're sharing prayer requests, I can kind of turn that around so that people at home have at least once seen everybody in the room. And sometimes they take a vote on who they want to look at. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so not like a camera one, camera two scenario, but you still have you have someone that is in control of moving that second device. Yes, that would be good to have someone do that. And, gotcha. Um, you know, you can also – a lot of people have some tripods at home already. The The one you'd find more typically is the one with expandable legs that you don't sit on a desktop. It can even sit on the floor. And usually those have a little handle so that you can kind of rotate horizontally to different people. And so if you're doing a group in a home, that might be the best case scenario to have somebody do that. And it actually spins pretty smoothly so you can – rotate and you don't have the shaking of the of the camera and everything everything so that might be a really good option for that very good one thing i would encourage you to do that i learned <laughs> i learned the hard way um go ahead and take if you use an iphone go ahead and take your power cord oh, and yes. a long cord because once you're doing video it eats through that battery life yeah pretty quickly and you hate to lose people in the middle of the of the group one way or the other Definitely. So number four on our list here, uh, this is the best. Now we say best for the the virtual group, um, best and most complicated. Okay. Everybody sees everybody. So how do you pull this off? Two yes. devices. Yeah. The best way for this, if you've got a, a big screen TV at home okay. or in a, in a meeting room at church, you can ho- either hook the uh, computer straight to the TV and um, and that way you're doing a secondary Zoom connection through that, or um, put like a webcam on top of the TV. Yeah, put a yeah. that's that's another great option is to put a webcam on top of the TV to do that. And so um, borrow two of the cameras from the uh, worship room to yeah, you know, we'll use those, those uh, three thousand dollar cameras or whatever <laughs> they cost, and, and we'll do that. But um, sometimes it's really hard to get a wide enough angle with that, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be that a camera on a tripod works a little bit better, but you'll know as you're planning what your space is and what will work. And there are times we've actually moved the group a little bit. And to, okay, you guys, you know, this side of the room, if you'll scoot up just one foot, <laughs> then the people at home Let's will bring be it able in. to Let's see. Bring it in, guys. <laughs> yeah. But now we want to socially distance, so yeah. don't bring it in too far. But if you can bring in a little bit. But this is great, that, though, because the virtual group can see everybody. But also everybody that's there present with you can see that's everyone right. that's virtual. That's right. Um, that's on the Zoom. So yes. that is that's one of the reasons for the huge TV is to give that presence. Yes. And again, we want to remind you here, um, if you've got multiple devices, mute the mic and speaker on one of them so that you don't have Please. feedback. <laughs> um, I've got a few things uh, to say to the leader before the meeting. And number one there is practice. You know, a day before, set up all of the equipment. And I say to the leader, this might be your tech person, your co-host for the meeting. Co-hosts are great, right, Chris? Absolutely. All right. I just <laughs> wanted to get an affirmation there. But um, that way, 
you know, you might not be meeting in your home, but you need to know if the church's Wi-Fi is not sufficient to support yes. this type of meeting. And so the day, All of this is in vain if there's, <laughs> yes. if there's an internet connection. The day of is a horrible time to learn that right. uh, the wireless is not sufficient. And, um, you know, one thing we really don't know here yet is how many Wi-Fi connections we can support doing Zoom at one time. And so That's about at, yeah. as groups are coming back, you know, um, probably, you know, one, two at a time, we're, we're, we might learn. Hopefully there's enough going to be enough Wi-Fi that we can can do that and everything will work. One thing I would recommend is also to set up early. Um, I think you want to make sure everything's worked out before your group starts. You don't want your new member to the group to show up and that new member be named Murphy. Oh, yes. Murphy always shows up. Always. <laughs> always. And never welcomed. Yeah. And uh, again, we've said it. Up front, but this is such a valuable idea. Enlist a co-host, you know, so that you're not having to handle all of this and the meeting leadership as well, too. That's that's going to be so valuable. Definitely. Also, turn your volume up. So, like for the men's breakfast that we do um, on Friday mornings, we're outside. We're actually at a park, and we've had to navigate, you know, rain, lawnmowers, Geese. Oh, geese, yes. <laughs> I've heard them, yes. Oh, there was about 50 of them last week. Um, turn up your volume. Uh, you definitely want to consider some external speakers. Um, that's something that, that just helps everybody hear everything. Don't turn them up too loud. At one point, we had uh, one of our guys was basically on a loudspeaker. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, oh, let's yeah. turn that down. So. You know, computers are going to be different. The, the computers I've used, um, I've been able to turn up loud enough that everybody could hear. So that that seems to have worked well. Okay, we've talked a little bit about before the meeting. During the meeting, um, what are some things we need to know, Chris? Yeah, give instructions. Um, you want your, your group to speak up. If they're wearing masks, they need to be even louder and so they can be clear. And I don't want to say enunciate through your mask, but we have to, yes. especially for your friend that had the 10-ply. Yes. You know, they made those. <laughs> um, you definitely want to use gallery view on your screen. Um, there's a very good reason for this. So if you're in speaker view mode, this is, um, we're talking about zoom here. If you're in the single person speaking mode, uh, where you just see that person on the screen, uh, if one of your devices picks up some background noise of some kind, it's going to flip over to that person as opposed to, um, the one that's actually speaking. So to avoid that, put it in gallery mode. Everybody can see everybody just makes it very simple. Um, participate like you're there. Um, just keep that in mind. Participate like you were actually there. Uh, remember to raise your hand if you want to say something, um, and do your best as the leader, do your best or the tech person to eliminate background noise. And I know in zoom, you can click a button to raise your hand. You can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So wait for that royalty check from zoom. All right. Uh, what else, Jay? Um, I would say to, you know, uh, just encourage people to eliminate noise. If they're, in a place where they're going to have some noise in the background, just remind them that that noise often comes through. You don't notice it because you're used to it in your house. Don't have the TV on. If you've got a, a dog that barks, you know, that's going to almost disrupt the meeting and it's something you're used to. But another tip I think is really cool is tell everybody who is there. And that may not be necessary in those more complex versions, but if you've got just a, a computer with you as the leader or whatever, you might say, hey, join us today virtually as Joe, Susan, and Sam, and make sure uh, everybody knows who's there. And if they can't see who's in the room, tell the virtual group, the people we have live are, and then name them. And that's essentially important if anybody's new. 
That's true. You know, you definitely want to make sure they feel welcomed and know who else is in the room, who else is speaking. I uh, would say for for new people, and we've we've had that uh, since we've been on Zoom, is um, you want to go ahead and do some of the introductions. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that we do, actually, we kicked off or relaunched a 40-something singles group like a month ago, and they've been meeting on Zoom, and uh, they're all new to one another. And so we, we go ahead on Zoom and do some of the um, – Ask some of the questions. Okay, if money were no object, where would you like to travel? You know, <laughs> where are you from? You know, and just all those type of things. So that's important. Very good. Uh, definitely call on people with specific questions. Uh, so I don't want to say pre-plan your discussion time, uh, but definitely have, you know, a few people picked out that you're going to ask certain questions to. Um, make sure you're mixing things up. It Don't call on the same individuals every time. But definitely call people out. Um just to, to foster communication. You don't want to have that awkward pause. Yeah, and that's very awkward. I've noticed in the meetings I've led, um, when you're all live, you can kind of see people's body posture and when they're about to say something. If you've got some people, you know, attending virtually, they can't really see that. And so, all like you said, Chris, all of those awkward pauses are sort of resolved. And this is kind of odd because it's not a practice we normally encourage, you know, mm-hmm. calling on people. I personally like to throw a question out there and and let people respond. But when we're doing this hybrid type meeting, and make sure you know your people. Don't call on somebody who's going to feel on the spot, like the new guy sure, who's yeah. there. You know, <laughs> um, you know. How do you contrast the uh, soteriology of Paul versus you know? Whatever. They're not coming back. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't don't do that to to people. But um, you know, one of the things I thought about this when we talked about um, setting up early. You can set up early, encourage your people to sign on early and stay late. There, We probably said this in one of our other episodes, but there was one night we were doing a Zoom-only meeting, and I said, hey, we're at the end of the meeting now, and I'm just going to leave it open. Just Let's just chat a while. And I think the first person who left that night, it was like 45, 50 minutes after the meeting was done. And so we're actually recreating some of the experience people have live when they can just hang around and talk. Sure, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, I don't want to suggest to read body language, but you can definitely read body language. Like you can tell when people are 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 engaged in, and are a part of that conversation and just keep it going. I mean, just let it be natural um, and you'll have wonderful times. Yeah. And again, you know, we've said this when we were doing, um, you know, just the, the virtual only type podcast that we did on how to do that but uh still you were the co-host be prepared to mute people if there's some interruption that comes into the room and one interesting thing people don't always know (laughs) when something happens and sometimes they think they're on mute and they're not sure um i've even heard conversations going on it uh uh, excuse me you're you know (laughs) hello we're hearing you so so um yeah just just be aware of that but in closing chris the thing I just want to remind people of is don't leave any group members behind. We want to come out of the COVID crisis with as many or more people than we went into it with. And one neat story I heard um, in one of our groups, I believe there was a wife that participated in this co-ed group and the husband never never came and the group didn't even know him. But when they first started meet, meeting virtually, um, he would be in the room and hear the conversation, and then like two weeks into it, he was sitting on the couch beside her kind of listening, and I think he asked a question or two, and then 
Uh, you know, fast forward another couple of weeks, he's participating just like he'd oh, been wow. in the group the <laughs> whole time. And so this group's anticipating, you know, when they're back live, they they think he's just going to come and be a part of the group. And so, um, you know, there's so many opportunities. And let's don't miss the opportunities to invite new people. Um, sometimes it's easier, you know, they can they can – Zoom in in their pajama bottoms or whatever, you know. And then, so, in some ways, it's easier. So let's uh, let's don't forget to include new people. Yeah, that's that's a wonderful story. Um, I love to hear when a group just kind of naturally becomes more accessible to people that weren't able to get to it and weren't able to be a part of it, um, and the Lord just finds a way to bring those people in. So, in a crazy way technology and this pandemic has allowed that to happen. I've heard a number of stories similar, um, not quite as impactful as that one, but uh, definitely similar to where people are getting engaged. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just beautiful to see. Yep, um, sure I've, I've heard stories of kids being um, especially a part of a group that I'm part of on Tuesday nights where children are listening to the things that are being talked about and mm-hmm. they're picking up on that topic. And this one has to do with racism and uh, they're just absorbing and, and learning. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. So that's cool. Well, that is it for us tonight, Jay. Uh, it was a wonderful topic, and I really hope that this uh, this fosters great hybrid meetings. Um, I, I've got to be honest. I, at first, I was kind of against the idea of hybrid meetings because <laughs> I just want to be back in person. Oh, yes. You know? But yes. We we've got to get there somehow. Yes. And this is a great way to get some people pro- uh, in person, um, but also allow for those that just can't quite get there yet because of risks, health issues, whatnot. Um, the other thing this also allows for you, we didn't think about is if you have somebody in your group that has COVID, they can mm. still be a part of the That's group. Right. That's they right. don't have to be isolated. Right. Um, we had that situation with a group where um, the the father had a diagnosis. Uh, fortunately, he had no symptoms, but he was still able to be a part of the group. Mm. It was awesome. awkward to see his wife in one screen and him in yes. the other, <laughs> but they were there. Yeah. So, so that's good. it for tonight, Jay. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Well, that's all for this episode of The Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of Great Groups. Make Disciples.